Hello there. Uh, in this episode, I'll be speaking briefly with Grace Mannion about the university's Employability Award, a scheme that was successfully piloted last year and is now going from strength to strength. And then we'll hear about a really interesting project in engineering that links learning with teamwork and an international competition. Grace, can you tell us what the Employability Award is? Well, the Employability Award is a new initiative for the university and it's really designed to help students to use all the facets of the university, not just their academic education, but their extracurricular and improve themselves from the point of view of employability. So normally a student gets to final year or doing their postgrad and they go, oh my God, the next step is getting a job. And they find that a bit overwhelming. So this initiative really is to support them to have a framework that they can work through. And this is something that becomes natural to you after you get your first job, mm. self-development and being prepared for mm. promotions. But as a university undergraduate uh, sometimes it can be you're focused so much on your academic studies mm. that you don't have that time to look at your own uh, employability so that's that's the focus of the yeah. pro- of the project but it's also very specifically targeted at student groups who don't have a placement in their course so this is to help them go through that process and using things like their part-time job their extracurricular activities and be able to have their cv ready yeah. and be able to articulate their employability both verbally and in a written context and it helps them then to apply for summer jobs internships yeah. and graduate jobs yeah, it helps them just think about those kind of longer term issues, but Absolutely. also reflect on the skill sets that they, they might not realise they have. Exactly. And so they're so focused sometimes on getting that academic attainment mm. of getting their exams, handing up their projects. But when you stand back and look at it, when an employer is mm. uh, going to employ somebody new, they, that's a given for you. Mm. That when you're taking in a graduate, that they understand that you've had that academic yeah. uh, rigour, been through that rigour mm. and you have that, achieved that attainment. But the things that they'll ask you in interviews, well, how do you communicate with others? Uh, yeah. Where have you had examples of your team building? And students don't really think about that and they don't focus on all the wonderful opportunities they have mm. in university, either in clubs or societies or even in their coursework mm. and projects of how they can develop those employability yeah. skills. And so how does the, the award actually work in practical terms? Then? So it's a, an opt-in programme. It's a very much voluntary programme. There's five components to the programme. They have to do an employability workshop. They have to have their own work experience. So that has to be self-sourced. But the, there's loads of ways they can do that. They can use their summer internship internships mm. or their summer work if they've been in the US working for the summer they can do that they can use part time work if they've got a job at the weekend mm. or if they have a leadership role on campus so if they're taking up a leadership role with a club or a society or maybe um, an organisation like CAME or mm. a DigiChamp where they're, t- they're, they're developing employability skills they can use that the other components there's a skills development element to it and that's really in there for the student to realise life long learning is really important from the point of view of your employability and the fourth element also is careers and uh, they need to go to some career event the fifth element is um, the reflection assessment so there's three components to that there's a short reflection piece where this to think about well what were the employee skills that they have mm. developed how do they develop them and how are they going to articulate them going forward which is really the core of yeah. the whole program the second part then is they have to have their cv to a competent standard and the final part then is an online interview and it's really just to give them experience of different types of questions giving them the practice and the support of doing it before it's for real but it's a great opportunity because you see people sometimes just their first interview, they haven't got enough experience or preparation for interviews themselves. So the chance to get practice and feedback, 
your personal feedback is yeah, and they can great. take um, they can download the interview and watch it back and say oh god I wouldn't say that <laughs> again or I would yeah. do this again just to kind of yeah, improve yeah. and employers now are some employers are using uh, the online interview processes screening and you ran the first kind of pilot cohort of students through the awards last year uh, how did that go uh, very successful. We're very happy with the uptake on it and the engagement from the students. So we ran a pilot and we specifically targeted um, uh, second geography and arts and fourth physics in science. And they very much engaged with the programme. And also, I suppose the success of the programme has been partnering with a lot of skills people across the university. Mm. So, for example, the launch pad or the DigiChamps. So we had a wonderful ceremony. I think it was back in March, April of last year, where the president gave them their certificate. And also it goes on their diploma supplement after they finish with university. And we had 56 students do it. And the feedback from them has given us energy to continue the programme and expand it to all students in the university this year. Thanks, Grace. And now a chat with Martin Glavin from Engineering on Geek, the Galway energy efficient car. In order to understand uh, the, the, what the project Geek is about, really, you have to get a bit of context about the Shell Eco Marathon itself. So it's an international competition. Um, it's originally set up in 1939, just based on a wager um, by uh, some of the Shell staff to say, well, I think I can build a car that can go further on a, a litre or a gallon of fuel mm-hmm. than, than yes. you can. Uh, and it's really grown and developed over the years um, uh, to the stage where it's now a competition where that happens on three continents. So there's a, a Shell Eco Marathon in Europe, one in Asia and one in the Americas. And the basic concept is that students design a car um, personal mobility um, to uh, run as efficiently as possible. So there are, are mm. a number of different classes. Some of them run on diesel. Some of them uh, are powered by hydrogen. Some of them are powered by batteries, such as the, the Geek. So we're in the class, which is a single-seater vehicle uh, powered by uh, a battery. The vehicle itself is built by the students. And the concept is, is originally designed by the students. They, they build it, uh, they assemble it, they put it together, they test it. Uh, and then they take it to the competition, which takes place at a racetrack in Europe. Um, for the last few years, it's been in London. And uh, and then they, they race the vehicle um, against some teams from all around Europe and mm. over the years have been quite successful in doing so. Um, so we're we're very proud of the the achievements that yeah. the students have uh, have have made really, and uh, and it's been great to see the team come together. You yeah. know, you you start yeah. off every year with a new team, and they they come together and they end up as a, a functioning yeah. race team. That's really interesting, and especially that kind of long legacy is fascinating to know about. That it's something that's been running for quite some time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, it's a it's a fabulous uh, a fabulous event to yeah. be involved in. We really only got involved in it about five years ago, yeah. five to six years ago. So yeah. it was originally a concept uh, started by Nathan Quinlan and Rory Monaghan and mm-hmm. Maeve Duffy. So they were the people who really started yeah. this thing off. And I joined the team then uh, about two to three years ago yeah. and got involved on in kind of the more digital side of it. I mean, so it's a multi kind of disciplinary approach to it. Um, you know, both designing and 
organizing the yes it brings together um a, a lot of different a lot of different skills in core engineering and mm. even beyond that so i suppose when you think of a car what are the the main components so mm. you have the body and the shell and uh, there's lots of materials there's lots of structures that have to be mm. designed uh, you have to choose the materials you have to make sure that that you know they they fit the function mm. um from the point of view of a car that's going to be racing, it has to be lightweight, it has to be strong, it has to be durable, it has to be aerodynamic. From the point of view of the, the stuff that makes it move, there is yeah. the, the motor, there is the gearing, there is mm. the brakes, there is the steering. All of that stuff has to be designed, has to be integrated. Yeah. Um, from my perspective, then um, I provide the, the data. So we place a lot of sensors on the car to try and read things like speed and the currents and the voltages mm-hmm. and how the, the car operates as it goes around the track so it'll behave differently going uphill as it will going downhill as it will going around corners and ultimately the the goal of the race is to try to complete the course of the race by using the minimum amount of energy so we're constantly looking at ways that we can change the gearing ratios that we can change the way uh, the 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 linkages are set up to change the the way the wheels are positioned and the the way they're driven um, in order to optimize the the efficiency of the vehicle so they're kind of the core yeah. engineering skills, but then it's much broader than that because the Shell Eco Marathon itself, it's effectively a business. Yeah. So the students have to go and find their own funding um, sponsorship. Um, they have to manage the, the funds then to identify, well, where is the money going to be spent to yeah. to ensure that they get the, the best quality of design and the most efficient implementation of yeah. their design. There's also a requirement that they are very effective communicators so the website has to be developed. They have to uh, make sure that there is a strong communications and a positive com- open communications channel. So they're using all the latest um, multimedia and you know, social websites and yeah. social yeah. apps and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a very holistic uh, yeah. thing. Then they have to manage taking the car, the logistics of taking the car to London or to elsewhere in Europe, uh, making sure that the team get there, making sure that they have all the t- the tools that they need, making sure that they have all the spare parts, yeah. and then bringing the car on the track. And then when things inevitably go wrong, they have to have the wherewithal to work together as a team uh, to try and fix this to to yeah. make the car run. So it's it's like a kind of a, a stripped back version of, of Formula One with mm. lower speeds, but mm. the stakes and the excitement are, are every yeah. bit as high to the people who are involved. It's a fascinating combination of project management, teamwork and uh, engineering itself. Who are the students that are involved in the so the, the way the team is set up, it's predominantly engineering students. Um, we try to recruit from the early years and get them involved on the, the day-to-day, um, just things like making sure that the, the car is moved from one place to another when it's being tested, making sure that there's enough people there to keep the lab tidy and mm. that there's people there to marshal when they're, um, when they're doing physical movements, making components, um, making sure that there's people there to talk at the open days and the various um, yeah. press events that, that might happen. And then some of the younger members go to the, the race itself and okay. so from seeing what the older students are doing, they kind of learn uh, and they learn about the environment and they learn about the, the team dynamics. Yeah. Um, 
And then it's it's managed at the other end by the fourth years um, who are doing their final year projects. So we might have a team of uh, five or six fourth years who are kind of the core management team. Yeah. And they do final year projects on very specific topics within the, the project itself. So we'd have some people looking at the gearing, some people oh, looking okay. at the motors, some people looking at the power electronics, some people looking at the steering and the brakes. And they do very detailed design projects. And under them are the, the, the younger students. So you have third years, second mm. years and, and, and first years, a, a vertical team of support mm. that will help the people who are doing the various detailed yeah. design projects. So the whole thing then blends together. The, mm. the fourth years are the ones who really manage the, the overall mm. um, project. We have one team manager then who tries to, to pull the whole thing together and make sure that, that there's an integration and that, you know, that everybody is mm. adhering to the timelines that mm. they, they promise at the, at the very outset of the project. So it's really interesting in the sense that the students do have their own individual projects, which is the components they're working, but you've, you've linked all these projects together for a common goal yeah, yeah. it's it's it works yeah. really well because they would be doing projects uh, you know yeah. one of the things at the end of engineering courses you have to do a project where you take a concept mm. uh, and you you build and you you test that concept and you mm. evaluate that concept and really what we're doing with the geek is is joining all of those projects together yeah. um, and there is a, an overhead for the people who become involved because they have to make sure that their project works in the context of yeah. everybody else's project. Together, yeah. And there is, you know, there is the, the stakes are pretty high. The projects have to work, whereas maybe some of the other projects yeah. that are not involved in this kind of team environment. Yeah. Well, OK, they might get 70 percent of the way, but there is a. There's no marks here for yeah. a good attempt. This thing just has to work and it has to, the whole thing has to come together in the end. Which so, is a really great way of kind of mirroring what they might experience later in life. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. it's very much real life engineering. Yeah. Uh, and the great thing is then they, they come together after the exams. They spend maybe a week or two of pretty intensive work, putting the final touches mm. to the vehicle, getting the tests done, making sure things don't break. And then once they're happy with their design, they take it all apart, put it into a truck, send it to London, put it back together again, and then go and race it against some race, of the yeah. uh, the top racing uh, teams in the in the world in, in at at the Eco Marathon, yeah. um, and have been pretty successful. Yeah. So, so how did they do this year? This year, uh, it's. Well, there was a, a, a great award in the, the Technical Innovation Award. So yeah. uh, we had uh, Tom Dillon won a, 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 a specific award for a specific design component. Okay. This year, the car suffered a little bit due to a slight change in the environment and that the, mm. the track changes every year. So yeah. you, you have a, a rough idea what the track is going to look like, but you don't really mm. know the exact environmental details. So it okay. suffered a lot from the vibrations because there was a lot of manholes and, uh, oh, and okay. rough ground. So yeah. they struggled to get... Uh, to get good racing laps yeah. in this year uh, but last year um, was really successful and that mm. there was a lot of really good design and, and a bit of luck involved as well yeah. which is sometimes needed uh, and came 13th out of the uh, out of the 50 people who uh, yeah. are the 50 teams who yeah. uh, applied Can, to, to yeah. run in the competition but even just to get on the track is an achievement in itself because yeah. you have to pass a technical evaluation mm. so there has to you have to make sure that the car is safe is structurally sound that the the wiring is safe that there has to be a firewall in there to to make sure that if if a yeah. fire should start that the driver would be safe you have to verify that the driver can get out of the the cockpit in a certain amount of time yeah. so even just to get uh, to be allowed to go on the track yeah. is is quite an achievement and we say 50 people may apply to go 
and only about 30 of those teams may actually get to race on the track because yeah. a lot of them fail at technical uh, inspection. It's quite a, quite a tough challenge then, really, it's to, quite a to tough meet those challenge. criteria. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. And the thing is, you have to keep moving forward to even stand still in the competition mm. because everybody's getting better, yes. everybody's learning. Yeah. So from our perspective, then, there's, there's a challenge there because you effectively have a new team every year mm. and every four years you have completely new people so yeah. um, your final years might have started in first year and have learned a bit along the way but by the time they reach year four they're starting on a new project and you have to try to accumulate the learning that has has taken place in the previous years and, yeah. and, and not go and make the same mistakes again yeah so it's it's quite a steep learning curve yeah. for everybody uh, in the team and to try to make sure that 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 the experience yeah. is, is benefited from yeah. is, is quite And they're important. continually trying to improve on the previous group. Exactly. Um, yeah. So we're trying to make the, the vehicle lighter. You're trying to mm. make it uh, consume less electrical power. Um, we're trying to mm. use the components that will be good enough, but not too good because you don't want to over-engineer yeah. uh, the vehicle. You want it to do, um, you know, to do to complete the requisite number of laps, yeah. but not really have, carry too much extra weight as yeah. a result of yeah. that. Yeah. So, so it so, just needs to be absolutely fine-tuned for this specific purpose. And that's the real challenge. Yeah. You know, even even in in the the professional, the Formula One world, they say that a Formula One engine probably wouldn't be able to do another ten laps of the okay. track. Yeah. It's engineered to yeah. to yeah. that fine a tolerance that is yeah. just good enough to do the job that's asked of yeah. it. So our job is to try to strip away mm. as much as we can. So the the early designs were let's just go there, make sure the wheels turn, and make mm. sure that that we get around the track mm. and try not to come last. Yeah, uh, and and have been very successful. Uh, over previous years and now we're in the stage where the refinement is starting to happen yeah. so we're, we're not building a metal chassis to that, that kind of holds the whole thing together it's a carbon fiber monocoque design so it's it's all an integrated where the the body and the frame are essentially one yeah, okay. and then all of yeah. the components will yeah. be will be put onto that so we'll be shedding significant numbers of kilos yeah uh, which is really the big challenge the you know too much weight is yeah. the, is the real challenge to try and push that weight up a hill is, is yeah. really burns off a lot of uh, yeah a lot of watts of power it's other engineering students in other universities that uh, you're competing with we're competing with our peers yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah from some of the top engineering universities across Europe. I suppose the big challenge is some of them are fantastically well funded. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you'll see the the BMW jackets and you'll see all of the okay. you know the, the, yeah, the top yeah. brands uh, across Europe. So it's it's so they get sponsorship from they, they get significant yeah. sponsorship yeah, yeah. and access to very significant know how as well. So okay. a lot of them would have very good relationships, yeah. working relationships with some of the top yeah. racing teams, some of the top automotive oh, OEMs. Okay. So that's a challenge. I mean, to even be competitive with yeah. with teams as well funded as that is is quite incredible. Yeah. To be in a position where we we think we can certainly get inside the top ten in the next year or two is is quite an achievement. Absolutely. To get to the podium yeah. uh, is going to take a um, I think a, a few more years. But it's 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 certainly doable. Yeah. Um, you know, you can throw all the money at it. Yeah. You know, yes. ideas are priceless. And what's the impact on the students? It's, an, I suppose, a, a challenge for them at first because they haven't ever really been held to a standard uh, such as what's expected mm. of them in the geek. They might be attending laboratories and they might be doing little mini projects, but really the, the pressure is on 
from everybody to perform because mm. if somebody doesn't perform uh, then uh, then there's there are significant consequences for the entire team yeah. so there's a little bit of maybe hesitancy uh, i think at the outset maybe uh, expecting too much of yourself but then there's a as the race gets nearer and mm. they start to really see that the stakes are high and that they have to perform there's a kind of a maturity mm. uh, that that develops and you see the the leaders start to emerge and you see the leaders really start to take control not in a, a an overly dominant way, mm. but just in a kind of um, a, a mature engineering mm. sense that, you know, we realize now that we have to pull all of this stuff together. Yeah. And if somebody needs a bit of help, then we give them a bit of help. And uh, and, and everybody mucks in. Yeah. And the team dynamic really is fabulous yeah. once once that gel happens. But sometimes it takes longer than others for yeah. that, that gelling to happen. And then what you find is that the younger team members really find something in themselves and you see them, they may not be the strongest students, mm. um, but they, the passion that they have mm. for the team and uh, it, it drives them forward and, and it, it probably makes them perform at a level that they may not otherwise have achieved yeah. because of the team dynamic. Yeah. Thanks, Martin. Uh, and that's all for this episode. Uh, join us again next time. <laughs>